Welcome to Bold Ambition Podcast. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Nettie. And we're two passionate Latinas conversing with bold, ambitious voices who are making waves in the world. Every week, we dig into the knowledge of community builders, experts, and thought leaders that equip us to make an impact. Okay, enough talk. Come take action with us. Woohoo! We're live. Yes, we are live. Welcome to the Bold Ambition Podcast with me, Ingrid Garcia. We're not called the Bold Ambition Podcast anymore. We dropped the V, so we're just Bold Ambition Podcast. And today I'm bringing you something new, something spicy, something exciting. Not only is it season three, we're kicking off season three here, but I'd love to introduce to you Bold Ambition's newest co-host, Nettie Sanchez. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to be here. It's season three. We're here. We're ready. We're learning. We're growing. And I felt like it was time to not only evolve as a human, but make my podcast evolve with me, which is why we are going to be having conversations and exploring themes that both Netta and I are passionate about. Ingrid and I have been friends for a long time now, and we're just both so passionate about growth and wanting more women like us, women in general to learn and have tools and resources to get where they want to be. So season three, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Not only are we going to be focusing on themes, resources, and tools, but we want to build a community, a community here in Austin, a digital community, a platform where we can give voices that matter, voices that need to be heard, a space for other women to reach those tools, reach those resources, have these conversations with us and be a part of the movement that we're trying to build here. What a more perfect time to be recording this podcast and coming together to talk about all these topics. This is now the Hispanic Heritage Month and you may be asking yourself, well, what is it about? Don't you worry, we're gonna talk about it. And I think what's most interesting about having like us to be here is the fact that we are two Latinas living in Austin, Texas, but our backgrounds are so different. Like they could not of be course. more contrast. And that's what's so unique about your perspective and what I learned from you, as well as what I bring to the table, which is a little bit more Tex-Mexy. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm excited to come together and build immunity and build a community that simply celebrates women by Latinas for all women. Absolutely agree. Ingrid, and I feel like that's a great point, and I feel like we can start our conversation from there. You just said, like, a key word. You were like, we have different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, I feel like we both identify as Latinas. Mm -hmm. So let's tell our listeners, let's give them just a little bit of background, okay? You mm -hmm. ready? Perfect. Nadia, I want you to go first because yours is so much more fun. Okay, to tell you a little bit about me. So fun. Here we go. I grew up in Oaxaca, Mexico, of course, Mexicana at heart, moved to Texas around the age of 18, went to UT, graduated with an econ degree. And of course, after that, I have been just holding all sorts of jobs right here and there, trying to figure out what my career path was, you know, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I'm almost 30 years old, so I feel like by now, I kind of have figured out what I really want to do and mostly what makes my heart happy. So I feel like I am finally pursuing anything that really fulfills me and gives me a purpose. I'm very passionate about growth, personal growth, and trying to figure yourself out. And at the end of the day, how do we make this life worth living? So that being said, 
I work for a nonprofit, and this nonprofit's main goal is to make Catholic education accessible to low-income families and, you know, just underprivileged communities. And this is very close to my heart because I attended a Catholic school, and it just opened many opportunities for me. Again, this is my personal experience, right? It was a good experience for me overall. Being able to serve a community around me, right, and mostly Hispanic, Latino community, and being able to help provide for them just kind of hits home for me and of course you know fulfills that little piece of me it has also allowed me to pursue other passions right like this podcast and uh, also you know continuing the book club Ingrid and I are working on the Latinas Read book club if you are inclined to check it out the purpose of that book club is to support Latina writers. We are here to support other women. And at the same time, you can never have too many books. I'm also part of the Between the Covers book club. And I love our current mantra, I guess. It's community over competition. And this is why I'm mentioning it, because two book clubs are not competing. If anything, we're just making, you know, our community stronger and better. So um, same for podcasts, right? Here and there, we're going to be mentioning other podcasts that we feel inspired by, right? Or empowered by, because that's what it is. It's community. We're not trying to compete with anybody. So yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. I love, love my friends with all my heart and my family. I am family oriented, I guess, as of lately you know because there were some years that was hard but as in anything you know life only gets better right now I feel like I'm very focused on just personal growth and making this life worth living I'm here I'm present and I'm ready to serve in contrast to Nere I'm a border girl born and raised in Laredo Texas up until I was about nine years old and since I was nine My family and I, we moved about every two years to new cities. So I've lived in Round Rock. I've lived in Fort Worth, San Luis Potosi. And somehow, of course, I ended up now in Austin. I went to UT as well, studied journalism, hook them. After I graduated, I worked in social media and public relations, but I recently made the switch to real estate. I'm passionate about community building and all things self-love, self-growth, and self-awareness. I'm here because... Throughout my 23 years of life, I have learned many things along the way, and I'm ready to apply it. Well, and like we were telling you, we're both Latinas. We both identify as Latinas. I specifically identify more as a Mexicana, right? And if you want to just narrow it down, I'm also a Oaxaqueña. And, you know, Mm. the labels go on and on. (laughs) But I think at the end of the day, what what does this all mean, right? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to us? I think at the end of the day, we just want to fit in. We want to make sure that we matter, that we matter in our communities, we matter in our friendships. And so this is where we are not only sharing our experience, but we want to be there for you as well. So as Nita mentioned earlier, we're recording on the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. And it's interesting, though, because Hispanic isn't even a term that I use to describe myself, except for when it's used on a government form. I identify as Latina or Tex-Mex or Laredoan, mm-hmm. but more than eight and a half million people claim Hispanic or Latin American ethnicity in the U.S., and that's about 37% of Texas population. Now, of that 37%, 7.9 million are people from Mexican descent. 
Can you believe that? And they make up 31.6% of the entire population. Now, call me crazy, but this just makes me think that there's a lot of us out here. Mm -hmm. So many of us, maybe without networks. Some of us are first gen. What education resources are we allowed to have? What do right. we have? What do we have access to? Right. Some of us are probably having a hard time navigating that, and we are here to help. And I hope Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage Month is an opportunity for us to learn more, grow together, and give a helping hand. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. You know, I was just reading something about how Hispanic Heritage Month shouldn't just be a month that we share, um, you know, Instagram posts or mm. funny memes or stickers on our stories. Hispanic Heritage Month should be the beginning, the mark when we celebrate people getting races, when we should be celebrating people getting better jobs, when we celebrate more first gen, uh, you know, college graduates and getting them, maybe them getting their first job. We should be celebrating the wins, not just the fact that we're Hispanic. And with that being said, I think it all starts with us. It starts with us creating this podcast, sitting in the media room of, a, of our apartment complex and having this conversation because even if you just look at the podcast world alone, how many podcast hosts do you know that are Latinx, that identify as Latinas? If you go to your top charts right now on Apple or Spotify Music, 90% of them will be white creators. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure they have great content, but what about the content for us? What about the content that I want to see that I can relate to? No, I agree. And don't get me wrong. We want to support all those women that are not la Latinas. Absolutely. We want a little piece of the cake too. Dude. You know, we want to be there. We want to party with them too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is our time. Mm -hmm. This is our time to take our seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And we are creators. We are podcasters, right? You know what is so interesting is that, I mean, we've been thinking about it. How can we make the difference? Well, the difference is that we're not here just to talk about the sad things or the problems or the issues within our communities or how we are getting pushed down. We are ready to fight. We are ready to take action. We are ready to have the tools to make those moves. We are done just talking about the issues. We are ready to take action. And I think something so simple that ties into Hispanic Heritage Month that you can do today too to celebrate is go and Google your favorite Hispanic businesses, writers, singers, books, authors. Like, what are you doing to support? And it's not just as simple as going and having a margarita at Margaritaville or putting on a poncho. Like, truly do the research. And in terms of support, I'm also calling out to all the women out there, not just Latinas or Hispanic. I'm talking to you, my friends, who know of a job opening, who is starting a book club, who is starting a little running club. Include all your friends. Make sure you're including the girl that doesn't look like you. Okay, friends, so here's your homework. You need to go out into the world and figure out how are you not just celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month, but how are you making a change? How are, you, how are we going to stop from it just being a celebration or a month and actually, you know, take action? 
and changed our worlds. The way that I'm celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month and embodying what it means to be Latina is just to simply show up, take up space, be a loud voice, and literally just be authentically myself, no matter who that was yesterday, who I might be tomorrow. But that's the bravest thing we can do is show up, take up the space. In this capitalist world, you're kind of just pushed to think about yourself, be selfish, climb that corporate ladder, but there is so much work to be done on the ground. And we're here doing that groundwork with you, whether it's through a podcast or supporting your a local business or talking about raises with your friends, talking about salaries with your friends, because unless we have these conversations, no change will be happening. I love it, Ingrid. And I think you going into every place that you deserve to be at with such confidence makes me want to be like you. And I don't want to say that I just want to celebrate the month. I'm here. I'm here doing this podcast. This is my way for showing up for my Latinas, for my gente, for my community. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm taking time, you know, doing a thousand other things, but I'm here because this is a kind of action that I can afford to do right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a little piece of me that I'm leaving here in this podcast that hopefully women are not just empowered, but find useful for them to make moves. Because we're not forgetting about the bold moves here that we make at The Bold Ambition. Nere, tell me about a bold move that you did this week. Okay, that's such a good question, Ingrid. Let me see. I believe the boldest move I've made this week is starting a conversation that I hope, not that I just hope, I am going to follow through to make sure the message is not only delivered, but um, it's a continuous learning, right, for both parties. And let me tell you just real quick about it. There's this important topic, and it's very close to my heart, right? I personally take my culture and traditions very, I don't want to say very seriously, but I respect them and I honor them because they're part of me. They're part of who I am. And, of course, people have different traditions and, you know, they take their culture a different levels of seriousness. So to make this long story short, <laughs> I am always trying to make sure that those around me, friends, colleagues, acquaintances, are aware that the Mexican culture is not a theme party. And there is a certain way that you can start this conversation Because at the end of the day, it's not like I want to lose my friends or get mad at them. Maybe they just don't know. And I think the role that I have in this conversation is in bringing awareness, first of all, teaching them why my culture, my traditions are not a theme party. And then third of all, to keep them accountable, right? And I hope to do the same. Right. I hope that I'm not using any holiday as a theme party. Right. I'm I'm very respectful of culture and traditions, again, from any any culture, any country. So I think that has been my boldest move, because not going to lie, my heart was racing a little faster than usual. And I just wanted to be kind and I just wanted to come from a place of love. I wanted it to not only let this person know how I feel about it, but how it could affect many communities. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing this more and more where 
marginalized, indigenous, and other minority communities are just being targeted for, you know, their traditions and culture being monetized. And it's so sad. So anyway, I think I'm just adding another goal of life <laughs> to advocate for the protection and again, the honor and respect of traditions and culture. I love that because ever since I've known you, I feel like, and I've, we, I've, I've had this conversation with you before, I ask you, how is it that when you're in an uncomfortable conversation where someone says something that isn't respectful or it's culturally inappropriate or it's about political views that differ, you always show up to the conversation with grace, with questions and with curiosity. And whereas I would love to take up that as well because I come up from a place of like defensiveness and sensitivity. And while those two feelings are temporary and don't define me, I think there's a better way to handle those conversations. And I think that what you did was so respectful. And I respect you. I respect that about you because you know how to drive those conversations without making people feel uncomfortable or attacked. And that's the only way we're going to make change. When you, when both sides of the conversations, both sides of the parties feel respected. No, I think that's super important. And I thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. And I really just want to make sure that I don't want to lose any more friends due to our differences. Mm -hmm. I don't want to burn down bridges. And that's me personally. Mm -hmm. Again, honey, you do you and everybody else, what works best for you? But I think at this point, I feel equipped. I feel emotionally ready, emotionally stable to have those conversations Mm -hmm. where even though it makes me uncomfortable, I have to put my uncomfortable aside to meet them halfway, mm -hmm. right? And letting them know, hey, just FYI, my uncomfortable self is just sitting right there. It's going to come here any minute. So <laughs> meet me halfway. We'll talk about this. And Ingrid, I'm not going to lie, but like 99% of the time, these people truly just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so how cool is it that I get to teach them something or at least let them see my perspective, right? Yeah. And I just think that's beautiful. Again, I'm not trying to make this all sound like rainbows and butterflies and, you know, it's all pretty. It can get ugly too. And I think I've just been able to witness so many of those conversations because we've spent so much time together and I've learned and I've witnessed being like, oh, wow, like she carried that with grace and patience. I feel really good about this conversation. I'm ready to go kick ass. I hope y'all are ready too. We are bringing some really great experts and knowledgeable guests that will not only help us shed light on very important themes and topics, but at the end of every episode, we'll also have tools, resources, and tangible ways that you can go out there and make change in your own personal life and in your community. Hey, don't forget to tag us in which ways you are taking charge of you know, Hispanic Heritage Month and actually taking action. Don't forget to reach out if you have suggestions, you know, any stories you want to share with us. We would love to hear from you. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Woohoo! Okay, let's <laughs>